When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today on What Chaos, which teams should trade for Elias Lindholm and at what cost? Should Jack Hughes be suspended if he plays in the All-Star game? How long should Jack Hughes be suspended for playing in the All-Star game? The Ducks are inviting a famous band to do some weird stuff with them. And Sean tells us about some freaky Christmases. Press every button you can and subscribe on YouTube. It's What Chaos. Hello, everybody. It is Tuesday, January 30th in the United States of America. It's what chaos. I'm DJ Bean, a.k.a. the Zamboni entrance. We got Pete Blackburn, a.k.a. Captain Punch and Sean DePaz, a.k.a. Cray J. Paterka. Hey, boys. <laughs> nice. Cray J. Paterka nice. is what I'm calling JJ Paterka from now on. I How's think that? I'm going to do uh, different nicknames for every show. Uh, I was going to call you. I initially had Ray, Ray J. Paterka. That's a little Do you, suggestive. Ray J. Paterka. I mean, I wouldn't. What, really, so how suggestive? I mean, because Ray J. Yeah, Ray J. is known for one, one of the thing. most, the world's most <laughs> yeah. famous sex tapes. So that's why I stayed away from that. I okay. was like, yeah. people could just like draw connections to. I like, mean, any connections the, they're drawn about me, I don't think I would actually complain about. So it could have well, so like it could have been a uh, sex tape thing. People could have said it was racist accidentally. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I guess that. just being like, like, why can't he just be J. J. Paterka? What? Yeah. Which Ray J. Paterka, be... though, is, it's kind of hard. What does Ray J. Paterka hits pretty hard. Ray J. Paterka. I want to start calling J.J. Paterka Ray J. Paterka yeah, right. for the way he's fucking on opponents. The way you... <laughs> oh, uh, nice. I thought you were going to say, though, nice. the, the, the way you go ham on, on the videos of him. The way that he's submitting that tape. The way I've watched <laughs> tape of him about one million times. That... <laughs> <laughs> That's we got incredible. there. Call him Ray J. Paterka because I can't stop watching his tape. <laughs> Hell yes. That's the best start to a show we've ever had. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I do like the idea of having uh, an endless stable of nicknames. Not, not necessarily every show, but you know how when you go to hockeyreference.com, it'll be like nicknames, and it's just a bunch of shit that you have never heard a player called before. Having that for like our What Chaos page, and it's just an entire scrolls worth of nicknames that just were mentioned once where could there be a thing that makes it look like hockey reference for us because that would be very funny if it was like pete blackburn uh aka or like nicknames, nicknames the marchenko the marchenko agenda the agenda captain punch paul hollywood young bitch <laughs> yeah. like stuff like that 
So 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 far, Sean has the bit the best nicknames because yeah. Cray J Paterka led to the best and most enlightened conversation we've had on this show. I already do have I already have Sean's nickname for tomorrow. But I don't have mine or yours, okay. so it's gonna be a fun thing every day. It's gonna be tough to top Ray J. Paterka. It'll also be fun to do that at the beginning of interviews. Yeah, if we were just like, "Hey, everybody, DJ, aka the limo driver, Pete, blah blah," <laughs> and like Nathan McKinnon, aka like whatever, the Pan Man, aka like, you're right, AKA what the regular, the frozen pizza party. <laughs> Assigning a nickname to at the beginning of an interview to a player that they've never heard before would be a great experiment. I mean, we usually te- set the tone with some uh, pretty clever questions, but that's another way to do it. Yep. Just give them a nickname. Be like, uh, do the Obama thing. Remember at the, when the Bruins were at the White House and Obama was like, and Brad Marchand, uh, they, they, they call him the little ball of hate. What's up with that nickname, man? And everybody was <laughs> like, I never fucking heard him call that. <laughs> And then his nickname became the little ball of hate yeah. because they were like, Obama said that was your nickname. And we couldn't tell, like, I, did Obama give him that nickname? Or? I think that if the president calls you something and says your nickname is something, you kind of have to go with it. That's an executive order. Uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, this. <laughs> Trump was calling a lot of people a lot of nicknames. Yeah, that was Trump's, like, favorite power of his, it, oh, that he could just assign nicknames. So every player we sit down with will be like, a.k.a. that son of a bitch, and be like, <laughs> Trump called you that, sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Do you remember Donald Trump? I don't know if he was I president do yet. Him, yeah. I don't know if he was president yet, but he said, uh, if I were the owner of a team and they were kneeling during the national anthem, I would say, get that son of a bitch off the field. Yeah, yeah I do remember that. He, he either said that and remained president or he said that and became president. He said a lot of things and remained. And then became and, president. Yeah, and remained. So, boy, oh boy, not, cra- not all that crazy to think about. Well, that's politics talk. <laughs> We've got just two more days before the All Star break, boys. Isn't that crazy? I know we're hitting like the the lull here. This is the first time that I feel like we've experienced the lull of the show in terms of actual on ice product. Because last night we had one game. Watched it. I did watch it, and honestly, shout out to the Senators coming back from a three zero deficit. I know it was against the Predators who haven't been amazing in their own right, but the Sens are bad vibes all the time, basically, it seems like, except when Ann Lauer gets behind a microphone. So seeing them go down 3 nothing as the lone national game or, or the lone NHL game on, on TV last night, like I was like, oh, man, the Senators are chunking it. And then they bounce back, and uh, what a nice little comeback. And then Claude Giroux with the game winner in OT. So every time Claude Giroux does anything... Yeah. I'm always like, yeah, Claude Giroux still in the NHL. You fuckers don't forget it. And he's on the Senators. Yeah, I definitely. Uh. And then I like write on my hand like Claude Giroux is still in the <laughs> NHL on the Senators. Very good player. Once he went to, uh, he went to Florida at yeah. the trade deadline. Yeah. When you go, he goes Philly, Florida, Senators in a kind of, I don't know. This is going to be a pro Senators podcast once they get some guys that we care about. But uh, other than their owner, I don't have too many big Claude Giroux moments. So it was nice to have one last well, night. Well, I, I, uh, yeah, I feel the same way about Claude Giroux in the sense that like, even when he was on the Flyers and even when he was really good and kind of in the midst of that, like, Giroux versus Crosby rivalry, I never all, I never found them, found him all that interesting, like, outside of the, his game. Because I respect his game. He's a really good player. But he's just, like, a very uninteresting superstar. No, like. and, I, I mean, didn't he bitch out a uh, reporter? That was a big thing. I think he had, like, a real... Like pre-torts 
real Maybe. Philly. Let me. I'm gonna look this up because he was like, I want to say, and maybe this will be wrong once I learn about it. I, I if I remember correctly, he was like an asshole. No, to, okay. Let's see, Respect. Claude Giroux, reporter. Let's find this out. I uh, like. I like. I do have to say, uh, Giroux looks awesome in the Senators uniform. Like he does. Agreed. He looks so good. He is low key one of the coolest looking hockey players. I so I, I took notice of this last night. I love that he wears it, it's essentially like a turtleneck. The turtleneck, yeah. And it's like Tage and and, and, it, and it matches yeah. the jersey. And it looks like, so good it on him. Looks so good with I, the beard and I everything. And under under uh, talked about part of the neck protector discourse is that a lot of hockey dudes look cool as fuck wearing those neck protectors. I agree. I like I like I said Tage and Jeff Skinner both wear turtlenecks and yeah. I just I think it looks cool as shit but specifically yeah. Giroux in the all black. It's very swaggy. And, and the yeah. beard and it just it was a very good look, yeah. Yeah. I hey, agree. Listen guys. Ah uh, yes, he did grab a cop's ass once. I forgot about that. Did that. We are nothing if not accountable. I'd like to an, uh, to issue an apology from Sean, Pete, even myself. Uh, earlier on this podcast, it was said Claude Giroux bitched out a reporter. I knew it. It was Jakub Borchek. Yeah, I yeah. did know that one. I, I, I in, knew that one. In it, your defense. It was said on this podcast, though, earlier that it was Claude Giroux, <laughs> and uh, we don't stand for that. In your defense, that era of uh, Flyers players all look the same. They're all <laughs> They're all guys that are just gingers with beards. And like, it looked like they kind of like woke up as some form of Yukon Cornelius. The Flyers were in a bit, they just accumulated players who kind of looked like Flyers jerseys. <laughs> like Gritty. They, yeah. <laughs> Gritty was shaped after uh, a bunch of Flyers players. Like he's a composite Flyer mm. character. Yeah. So, well, that's way more Claude Giroux talk than I, I thought know. we were getting. I, way more talk out of last night's game. Is the only game? The only game. Than I thought that we were getting. But I didn't watch it, had it on mute. Was getting a little work done. Did see the overtime winner. It was a nice time. Go, go, Senators. We'd sometimes, like for you to be good at some point. Sometimes I do like those nights when there's like one or two games on and you know that everybody's watching the same game at the same time. It's like essentially like Monday Night Football. You're all having a shared experience, but it, it doesn't hit quite the same when you know that like 28 teams are on vacation. I wish they did more of one game in one night but they made it i mean obviously it ended up being a good game but between more interesting teams so the whole country or the whole north of america north america was locked in on one actually i kind of like that it's irrelevant teams quote-unquote irrelevant right teams. like s give them some shine yeah because like no one knows like you're gonna watch the good teams no matter what yeah but, but like who's this, gonna, this, this who's situation gonna go out of their put, way to watch the senators you should put the jets in situations like this mm. yeah well i mean like yeah yeah fair yeah tell you what though the predators like are Predators kind of stumble on blumbling. I know. They're were they broken by the Edmonton Oilers? Possibly. They were kind of broken before <laughs> yeah, me. And no they they beaten Minnesota in the previous game. Good road win. But they've lost four or five, including in Ottawa in overtime. I mean, in fairness, nobody was beating the Oilers on Saturday. I like the Oilers weren't incredible, but they just weren't fucking losing that game. So I don't put that one on the Predators, but yeah, in a not super interesting division, they're now fourth, and you're going to see probably teams from the Pacific gum up the wild card race, right? I mean, I think the Central is pretty interesting in the sense that like you've got those those top three teams are all really good. Yeah, like you've got Colorado, you've got Winnipeg, you've got Dallas, Dallas, like yeah. all of those teams. 
kind of kick ass. Also, it's rather confusing to me that Winnipeg is in the central. They scream like Pacific. I, I, Do you think that anybody in the United States that is not a hockey fan knows where Winnipeg is? I don't know where Winnipeg because is. Because I am a devout hockey fan, former hockey reporter, and I don't know where Winnipeg I is. I am a devout geography guy. Yeah, right. And I could tell you that it's somewhere between Vancouver and Toronto, and that's about it. Yo, <laughs> that's so I don't even get that, right? Like, I envision Winnipeg, like, above Toronto, and maybe just a little bit east no, when it isn't. To me, Winnipeg is like directly north of Minnesota. I don't know if that's accurate. I just feel like it's somewhere central. Can somebody in the can chat you pull give up us Winnipeg? A- can you pull up a map of Winnipeg, Sean? Thank you very much. I was going to do it myself, but... People talk so poorly of Winnipeg and like it being off the grid, off the map. I really kind of envision Winnipeg being like right next to Alaska. Well, I mean, it doesn't... What? <laughs> like that's that's the the picture that's painted in my mind of Winnipeg. It does in, not in help that didn't Seth Jarvis just say with us that like it doesn't have Wi-Fi? Here we yeah, go. Right, that's the big Winnipeg is directly north of Minnesota. Yeah, directly north oh, of Minnesota, okay, North Dakota. So it is. Huge oh. geography guy. I know what I'm talking about. People in the chat or, or Aviva saying Manitoba like that helps at all. Yeah. Again, right. <laughs> I know where Ontario is. I know where British Columbia is, and everything else is somewhere in between. Even though that's not even true. Give, I know give, me, the, United give, States uh, give me Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Yeah. Nova Scotia. Is that up here? I don't know. Like you can't just tell me. Give me. Oh, over here. Over Nova, here. Yeah, so, yeah, Nova Scotia is like an attached to New it's England Maine. thing, right? Oh my God. I didn't yeah. know Canada. Yeah. Okay. Definitely Noted. didn't know Nova Scotia was there. Really? Fun I fact, did know that. One. I know that like 80% of I, where my, the, the mouse is right here, like 80% of Canada's population lives south of this right here. So I knew the Nova wow. Scotia thing because there are like New England cruises that take you to Nova Scotia and it's like a day long That's thing. That's crazy. Uh, you want to do me one more favor, Sean? Yeah. Give me, a, g- g- give me Prince Edward Island. Where's is where's that, that's PEI? Right, that's right there. Is that? Oh, Ep- that's right over there too. That's Nova Scotia, basically. Is that an Epstein thing? No. Close. Oh, yeah. Maybe. That's a little I mean, you don't know. St. James, right? Yeah, but Prince Edward Island is directly north of Nova Scotia. Okay. So it's just like it's just there with New Brunswick. Listen, honestly, if you get further east than Montreal, I stop caring. <laughs> further west? No, or further east, east. Oh, like okay, New Brunswick, yeah, yeah. Nova Scotia, PEI, Newfoundland, and Labrador. Dogs. Dogs. So maybe un maybe unfair, but that's kind of how my brain thinks. I think that that uh, uh, Quebec kind of starts Canada, and then you move yeah. west. Yeah, like I may have mentioned this to you before. I don't think I've ever said it on there. Like one of my dreams is to take a, a train ride from like basically coast to coast of Canada. And whenever I say coast to coast, I basically mean from Montreal to Vancouver, uh, Halifax. No, thank you. I no, no Halifax. Be. I mean, I'm sure it's beautiful, but like, friend of the I wouldn't know. Friend of the show, Brad Marchand is from Halifax. People nice. Forget that. Yeah, it's Big Nova stuff. Scotia. That's just it's gonna be a little uh, east of your uh, Quebecs and your New Brunswicks. If you if you want to start talking about like Toronto suburbs, Southern Ontario, then you're in my Canadian geography. Ooh, wheelhouse. so you're like a London boy. Oh yeah, London. Say I, I Saint Catherine Saint. Catherine's is like I one of my best friends growing up his mom lived in St. Catherine's so I spent like every weekend in St. Catherine's. <laughs> chat right now is just basically throwing out parts of Canada Somebody where, said, is, where this? is Sudbury where is this? Sudbury I think is uh Toronto burb right it's in Massachusetts Sudbury in Lincoln it's right next to Lincoln yeah Sudbury is right here it's uh just northeast of Michigan uh do you know the name of Sudbury's OHL team 
The Sudbury Wolves? Sudbury Wolves. Okay. Or the there's the Sudbury Blueberry Bulldogs from Shorzy. Did you just say the Blueberry Bulldogs? Yes. Wow. Hell yeah. I got to tap into this Shorzy show. <laughs> Every know. time I see my friend Rich, I go to Celtics games with him, hang out, do friend stuff. He's like, you got to be watching Letterkenny. This- Sean's, he's like, if Sean's watching it, you should trust Sean's taste enough by now. Why aren't you jumping in? It's very good. Also, if you're listening to this on audio, come subscribe and watch yeah, it on right. YouTube. Join the YouTube. You're, you got, YouTube you have to be lost watch right us now. Watch maps and yeah. figure out where <laughs> things are. Imagine yeah. not knowing where, where Sudbury was, and then you have guys on an audio podcast being like, look at this picture. Here's where <laughs> Sudbury is. Uh, what do you say, boys? Do we take our uh, hand off the proverbial ass and yeah. uh, start talking a little X's and O's hockey? Mm-hmm. Who's skating fast? Who's got uh, lead in their legs? Who's, who's out there flat-footed? Uh, let's talk about Elias Lindholm and his trade market because yesterday there was a good athletic piece from Jordan McKenzie, Julian McKenzie. Julian McKenzie. Julian McKenzie and somebody else from Corey the Corey Promen. Who? Corey Promen. Corey Promen. Yep. Two heavy hitters, actually. That's right. People forget that. Uh, about his market, what are some hypothetical trade proposals? Pete and I both agree that we don't know uh, prospects well enough that we could have a huge reaction to any of these packages. But if you tell me, all right, Vancouver would have to give up their top forward prospect, whatever, plus picks and everything, we can wrap our heads around that and we can break it down. Yeah, like I'm a vibes guy. I'm a vibes breakdown kind of guy. I look at a trade and I say, huh, the vibes of this one are kind of off. Mainly what interested me about this, and let's run through uh, Elias Lindholm anyway. He's in the final year of his contract with the Flames. He's 29. He is having, I think, what we could all call a down year. He's got 32 points in 49 games, but this is a one-time 40-goal scorer. And he was hanging around like 80 points the previous two years. Yeah, actually, I might be right. Has he scored? He might be a multiple-time 40-goal scorer. He is not. I need to check there. I think he's a one-time. He's a one-time 40-goal scorer. 40-goal scorer. But he's a really good two-way center who can be a first line center on a good team, a second line center on a great team. Mm-hmm. One of those types. Like a David Krejci type. One of those types. Yeah. And that's why Boston is one of the teams mm-hmm. that you'd say should be on the list of, uh, of of clubs vying for his services. The Athletic put out trade proposals for the Bruins, the Avalanche, the Canucks, Stars, Golden Knights, and Jets. Before we get into what these packages would be, I think that there's three teams that would become favorites by acquiring him. Avalanche, yeah. Vegas, Boston. I think that he puts all three of those teams into they're now the team to beat in their conference. I think especially for an Eastern Conference team like Boston, there is no team to beat right now. So I will throw another team into that mix that is not included in the trade proposals that I would be interested in seeing him is in terms of fit. Uh, the New York Rangers would mm-hmm. be uh, quite interesting to me, and I think that he could help them. But obviously, I'm no insider. I don't know how realistic that is. Okay. The proposal for the Bruins is the one that maybe got this story its most engagement. Mm-hmm. Because it was a pretty robust package. A first-round pick in 2025. The Bruins don't have their first-round pick in 2024. That was sent to Detroit for Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, 19-year-old center Matty Poitra, who is a rookie this year. And 
young veteran, left wing, potential center, Trent Frederick. That is a big package. I saw it met with a lot of barfing emojis, a lot of the athletic should drug test type of stuff. I'll tell you what, if you're going to sign Elias Lindholm, that's, it's maybe a bit of an overpay, but that's like your, you want to make sure you get the player, you go out, you get him early. I don't think that's a crazy proposal. I wouldn't do it if I'm Boston, but I don't think it's like crazy. It's, it should have gotten that reaction. It's not bananas. No, like it's, it, it, I think like the, the like you mentioned, the big part of it is, are you going to sign him? Are you going to sign the player? Because obviously I think if you, if you make any of these trades really uh, it, without signing them is it's a lot. But, uh, you know, I, I just think that we you look at a guy like Bo Horvat and what he got last year. I think it's a fair comparable to um, like kind of the deals that we're seeing here. And then the Isles went and extended him. And then you end up keeping a really good player for several years. And he becomes a really important part of your mix. So, like, do I like Matty Patra? Yes, absolutely. Do I really, really like Trent Frederick and the player that he's become specifically this year? Absolutely. I love Trent Frederick. Do I think that this trade is insane or like, oh, you got to you gotta get fired. You got to get suspended without pay for a week for throwing out. No, be like, hilarious if they were just like, <laughs> shit story, bruv. Yeah, like, no, that none of this is like, Bun, banana land. Horvat, by the way, was traded for two players in a first round pick. Correct. So, like a pr- a prospect, a NHL like middle six player, mm-hmm. like a Trent Frederick. Yes, like that is that's the framework of the deal. I think that these guys used for an Elias Lindholm deal. Okay. It's like a first round pick, a prospect, and an NHL ready player. Okay, I I'm I'm pulling up Trent Frederick's shooting percentage right now because. He has 14 goals in 49 games, is on pace for obviously like a high 20s goal season. And I can assure you, nobody at any point thought that Trent Frederick was going to push for 30 goals, was going to be a 25-goal score. The Bruins said famously when they drafted him, we think he can be a good uh, a good third-line player. Mm-hmm. And people lost their minds because the Bruins drafted him with the Sharks first round pick acquired in the Martin Jones trade. So even when the Bruins spent a first round pick on this player, they were like, we think he can be like an okay guy who's like mostly in the NHL. That's pretty cool. He is not, he doesn't rack up assists. He's not going to, he's never had more than what? 31 points in a season. He's having a career year with by far a career best shooting percentage. So maybe in future years, he's not going to be pushing for 25, 30 goals, but he's become a better NHL player than I think anybody expected. He's still just 25 years old. You're eventually going to have to pay him some real money, which I'm sure factors into would the Bruins think about moving him in short. If I'm Boston, I think I do Poitra in a first round pick for Lindholm, knowing that he's in a down year and if something you, if else. you're taking Frederick out of yeah. that, absolutely. 1000% I do that trade. Yeah. 1000% uh, love Matty Poitra, but like, I don't know if he fits what this team needs in the, in this window right now. Let me ask you, uh, I'm a beach boy. Yeah. I'm an oil man. I'm a lot of things. Do you throw Johnny Beecher? Would you do Would. first round pick Poitra, Johnny Beecher? Would. All right. So I think the Bruins, the last, uh, before we talk about other teams, should the Bruins, without a first-round pick this year, knowing that a weird offseason uh, probably awaits them 
with Swayman having to get paid, Omar going into the last year of his deal, a lot of guys getting a year older. Should they be pushing all their chips in again, trading away young players and first-round picks to get a top-six center? Because my answer, honestly, is yeah. Why the I, fuck not? I think that there's like a couple routes they can go. If they don't want to be super aggressive, like they can go after a guy like Adam Henrique, yeah. who's probably going to be a little bit less of a price to pay than Elias Lindholm. And I think Adam Henrique would make a lot of sense for the Bruins in terms of who he is as a player, his skill set, his flexibility that he could play on the left side and play down the middle. I think he's he, like from everything that I've heard, he's a really strong leader, good guy to have in the room. You would, I think that he would be a good fit for the Bruins. And I, I think it's more likely they go after a guy like that than try to make a massive splash and, and kind of rock the boat with Lindholm. Yeah, I like that move as well because it's probably costing him, what, like a third, second round pick, something like that, not having to go too crazy. Uh, Colorado has always seemed like the team. It's That seems that like the... Like he's the, just yeah. going to be yes, 100%. on the avalanche, yeah. and they're going to go McKinnon, Lindholm down the middle, and, and I'm be going disgusting. to shit my pants <laughs> yeah. thinking about that team. Yeah. And uh, Landeskog is going to be healthy, and the avalanche are just probably going to go from there. And uh, Alex Georgiev is going to be a Smythe winner, and so, that is the story of the 2020 324 NHL season. <laughs> so I agree with you. Like Colorado is is the the number one spot for me in my mind where I, I feel like he's already there. Um, especially with the Ryan Johansson thing not working out, and and like they were hoping that Johansson would be that guy, and like they essentially got him for free. So whatever. Um, but Lindholm going to that team would make a ton of sense. Uh, would make them so much more dangerous. And I agree with you that if there is any team that he vaults into okay, their makeup is way different and they're way scarier with him in the lineup. It's Colorado. How about Winnipeg? Because Winnipeg has been a surprise team. I, th I think Winnipeg and Vancouver are like the two teams that fall into like, they probably didn't think they were going to be here this year. Mm -hmm. Well, they are. So do they go for it? And players talk a lot about like rewarding the team, mm -hmm. like showing like, hey, we believe in you. Let's go for it. Do you know who the Winnipeg Jets' first-line center is right now? Uh, first-line center? Yeah. Uh, no. It's Vlad Nemesnikov. Okay. Which is, like, could probably use a top-six center if you are the Jets, correct? Yeah, you would think so. So throw them in there. If And it would be, I think, uh, what is they? They have a first-round pick, uh, some uh, a man named Chaz Lucius. I would hate to That's part a great name. with someone with that name yeah. and right wing Mason Appleton. So I'd do that if I were them. Golden Knights also, or I, I, I'd say I'd go for Lindholm if I were them. Golden Knights also. The other of the first three teams I mentioned that like, if you add Lindholm to that forward group, they're probably favorites in the West. I also think that like if you're talking and about healthy. if you're talking about a Winnipeg or you're talking about a Dallas, you also have to weigh the value in not only landing Lindholm but taking him away from the other two teams in that division that you are potentially staring down the barrel of a gun in terms of a first round playoff matchup against them, uh, like the two versus three. So like, and even if you're talking about taking him away from a team like Colorado, like there's value in that too. Just based off of you know the road that's in front of you as one of those teams. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's most likely that he goes to the West and, or stays in the West, I suppose. 
because like that just it feels like there's more pressure in terms of an arms race in the Western Conference than there is in the Eastern Conference. I definitely agree. Like, think of the teams that are doing really well in the Eastern Conference. Not to say that they're happy to be there, but they're all in the position of like, we can kind of keep building here while contending. So let's not deplete our resources. Like, even if the Rangers don't add anybody, even if the Bruins don't add anybody, they probably think they have a really good chance this year anyway because the East is so wide open. Uh, I glanced over at the chat. And there was a suggestion made that we do some sort of grab assy all-star draft thing. Y'all are adorable. You think that we don't have plans <laughs> to do grab all-star stuff? We still have two more shows Bless this week. you. We still have two more shows and we're going to the all-star game. We've got amazing stuff planned. So please get on the YouTube if you are not there. And if you are thinking of going to the big game in Toronto, I'm going to recommend you use game time. This is an open ad read. I'm kidding. Uh, It's an incredible product. I love the app. I love the website. Its ease of use is great. It doesn't take a million clicks and going through a million different layers of security of all these things of when you're in, you're in. They got you. It's safe. It's easy. You get your tickets quickly. You're not surprised by a bunch of where did this come from? It is my favorite place to score tickets. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use code CHAOS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHAOS for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Use code CHAOS for $20 off. Peter. Hold on. Well, there's an interesting idea in the chat. What about him going to Washington, given the fact that Kuznetsov's contract is up at the end of the season? I feel like that that's that's an par- islandery move. That's yeah. That's a part of the discussion that doesn't often enter into like the trade deadline talks. But it, you can't rule out possibilities like that either. Where let's like, just get the guy. Where like yeah, right. Where you know if you have the extension in mind and you want to go get the guy and you want to get him locked up um, and keep him as a part of your your team's plans moving forward. Like those teams don't enter into the discussion in a public forum because when you get to the trade deadline, it's always like which which contending teams need to make the move to to kind of elevate themselves. But I mean, like that's an interesting idea. Too. JG Peugeot, yeah. Horvat, yeah. that thing of like we, yeah, we can go for it this year, but also like you know what rocks getting good players, <laughs> right? Having good players that are going to be part of our team for years. Let's just do that. It'll be a nice thing for the rest of the season. And also uh, we'll throw money at them. Uh, although another thing I want to say on the Bruins, mm-hmm. don't rule out the Bruins trading for and extending a Swedish player. That's, that's what they true. do. That's a, that's a good point. There's a proven track record. That's true. Campus uh, Lindholm. While uh, I don't know what you're name your Lindholm. What? Yeah, We've right. Busted this thing wide open. <laughs> right. He's going to Boston. There's precedent. Not only do they trade for players named Lindholm and extend them, but the player named Lindholm ends up being Swedish. Mm-hmm. How about that? <laughs> Look at that. Not all those other guys in the league named Lindholm who aren't Swedish. Uh, a little all-star note. I do want to say uh, Jack Hughes, uh, the report came out yesterday that he is pushing and really, really wants to play at the All-Star Game, although he hasn't played for the Devils in quite some time. A uh, lot of discourse I saw on the on the internet, specifically from Devils fans being like, yo, don't do that. You can't play for us. You want to go play at the All-Star Game? My take on this is that 
if Jack Hughes plays in the All-Star game and that's his first game back in action, I think the Devils should, should suspend him. I agree. I think that you have to, you owe it to your team. Jack Hughes is not paid by Team McCray or Team Buble or Team McDavid. Mm-hmm. That's not his contract. I don't remember. If he wins the skills competition, he could be paid. I don't remember. And maybe he'll get drafted first like he was by the the Devils. Mm-hmm. But there's not going to be a big ceremony like there was when the Devils drafted him. He's not going to even get drafted. He's going undrafted. That's true because he's a captain. That's right. Imagine the embarrassment. Rush all the way back. Don't even get drafted in the All-Star draft. <laughs> undrafted. Crazy. Undrafted. We have to lean into that. Start that bit over again so we can make a clean take. (laughs) Uh, Say that he should be suspended. (laughs) Well, I do think that he should be suspended, but you want to know why. It's because remember uh, our good friend Alex Ovechkin and how he loves to play for his team, the Washington Capitals, but he doesn't love to play for uh, these fake-ass all-star teams? Guess what happens to him? He gets suspended for one game because he skips playing for the all-star team. So if it's going to work that way, I think it should have to work in reverse. If you want to play for the all-star team, but you don't want to play for your team, you get suspended for a game. And that is what's in play to reset the story. Jack Hughes doesn't want to play for the Devils. Mm -hmm. And right now, that's an organization that is throwing fits, trying to figure out what can we do this guy? What can we do with this guy? We've got an unhappy player, a disgruntled player, mm-hmm. the league needs to step in, I think. Suspend him for one to two seasons. Gary Bettman should call up the Devils and say, listen, this guy doesn't want to play for you. One for one trade, David Yerchek for Jack Hughes. David Yerchek really does want to play for an NHL team. Doesn't matter which one. He's even willing to play for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So uh, get David Yerchek to the New Jersey Devils. Put him in the lineup. He's happy. Jack Hughes, he can go to Columbus. Maybe he doesn't have to play for them. Columbus doesn't want NHL players, it seems. So they can send him to Cleveland, and he can play. He cannot play, and he can just go have his fun at the All-Star game. I know of another player who was working his way back from an injury and decided, you know what? I don't think I can play for my team right now, but I'll play for the All-Star team. You know who that was? It was Kyrie Irving. Mm. And like a year or two ago, he posted some controversial stuff on social media. Is that next for Jack Hughes? So I, I don't I don't know. I don't Show know what the pattern Hughes of behavior Amazon is. search history. I don't know what the pattern of behavior will become with the player, but I think that the devils right now are probably worried about the fate of their organization. Mm-hmm. Martin Brodeur has long retired. He's not touching this situation. He retired. I don't he, know. You could say that Martin Brodeur's fingertips are all over this situation. He, no, no, no. He left. Brian Jonta fled the scene. He's off and he's off playing for Montreal right now. Mm-hmm. He's showing me I'm a good captain. He's on the Canadians right now. So I, I, I think it's a great call. I think the Department of Player Safety needs to weigh in. I think that uh, there's a lot of organizations that uh, should should speak on this and make some sort of statement. It's a dangerous precedent to be set. So Jack Hughes, maybe you should be ashamed of yourself. Maybe you should think about your decision and the impacts that it has for younger generations. I think that that's he very... just wants to grab ass. So listen, we, we this podcast works because we're about the hockey and we're about the grab ass. Jack Hughes seems like he's strictly about the grab ass. Only wants to play. At the if All-Star he game. laughs during the 
if he laughs during the all-star draft i'm going to begin to cry <laughs> well i'll be so upset you know who his celebrity captain is who it's michael Bublé. it's michael maybe Bublé. he's just a huge Bublé fan i i actually do i would respect I think, that i think if you go to nhl.com right now that it, yeah, the, it's the, the first main thing. slide yeah, it's, is it's like the, jack hughes, hughes wants to Bublé, be yeah. with like hang out with michael Bublé. look it, uh, that's not a joke that's it not, literally is the first thing is it, fantasy draft canucks fan Bublé tuning tuning up for all-star thursday with hughes brothers jack if you want to go blow off your team to hang out with michael Bublé, i respect that i i would blow off probably a lot of commitments to hang out with michael Bublé. he seems incredible can i ask like actually you don't actually give a shit at all right like do you care it's fucking all-star yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, i think people that are getting that worked up are, are with us no no like when you said there was discourse about it i was like so there's even like a side like this <laughs> well, what, what could anybody fucking I say mean, about I, it so i didn't reveal like what my take was yeah. before we but i was like i want to talk about this and i could see like the disgust in your eyes and you're like i guess <laughs> sure whatever I'm like, no, I, no. I would not have suggested that we have that conversation if i didn't think that it was like there was a funny take for podcasting purposes i'm like pretty solid at improv but i was like struggling with this one i was like thinking what <laughs> does somebody even fucking say about this how could you possibly be upset uh, it's i mean i can understand why devil devil's fans are upset they live in new jersey and the devils stink right now so uh yo i've been watching the sopranos and jersey's after the awesome. new jersey <laughs> i know but what i've been watching the sopranos new yeah. jersey is awesome i phones sure. definitely listen to you because i've been getting flooded with random sopranos clips on like facebook and stuff like that and i've never watched the sopranos you never watched the sopranos yeah, you oh! should watch sopranos what was what channel was is that was that, was that an hbo, HBO. Yeah. Yeah, yeah see i grew up without hbo same so i didn't I, I never watch game of but thrones but i'll tell you either. what there's a cool thing called the internet and there's hbo max which i guess is now just max and all those shows still live there no so i know watch i can watch them eventually i started watching uh arrested development no not arrested development um entourage no larry david <laughs> oh, oh Kirby 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 yeah that's a great show it's a that good program a i'll show. tell you what though it's coming back and i'm glad it's its final season I have not wanted new Curb Your Enthusiasm like the last five years. Last it's, last season was great. Last season was better. It, it was, wasn't great. It was very enjoyable. It's a, I, I, I think it does a disservice to how great that show was when I get being excited when it puts out a yeah. good episode to be like, fuck yeah, it's back. But like, it, I, it, personally, I don't think it's been sure, back. Sure, but I've like, I've... I've felt great about the experience of being able to sit down and watch Curb Your Enthusiasm on Sunday nights. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. We need I to also go think, by the way, the new season of True Detective is very, very divisive and polarizing. Mm -hmm. I really disliked it after episode two, and now I'm back on board. Episode three was pretty fucking terrifying, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Real quick, before we continue the hockey talk, uh, you saw Godzilla Minus One? I did. What'd you think? It was not perfect. Oh, it was so close to it, though. It was awesome. It's my favorite monster movie ever. I would highly recommend seeing uh, Minus Color. I know. It was so cool seeing Minus Color. Uh it was definitely the best monster movie that I've seen in a long, long time. You know who I loved? I loved like the, I don't know if he's a general or what, but he comes in like two thirds of the way through mm -hmm. the movie and he's like working with them. Yeah. And he's like a no nonsense guy. Fucking love that guy. It has a lot of um like Jaws kind of 
feel to it. And maybe that's just because they go on a boat. For, we need help. Yeah. yeah. And they uh, they have like a, a the boys on the boat mm. kind of feel. And it's just a very, very cool. It feels like a love letter to Godzilla. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of love letters, a love letter goes out from our show to David Quinn, Sharks head coach. He will be getting hip replacement surgery over all-star break that is not look at that young man he doesn't just ah hip replacement surgery that's got to be no fun i mean you don't say say, i mean well he the sharks he probably never has fun i bet he has fun all the time i wasn't going there i I bet he has fun you're you're saying like look at this young man he's too young to have hip replacement surgery i say look at brad marshand he's got no hips yeah he has had both of them replaced ph nexus craig morgan famously had a hip replacement um Specifically, so he didn't have to help PHNX move to new offices. Respect, King. And so he literally just sat there and watched everyone move. Also, basically. happy belated birthday to that. Happy King. belated birthday. Yep. He's like his uh, birthday yesterday. You won't get this, uh, but he's like Vito. Remember when uh, Vito was working construction in New Hampshire and they she catches him sleeping and he's like, "Oh, I wasn't sleeping. I got bad hips." <laughs> <laughs> I also had no idea that a hip replacement surgery was something that you could just be like doing things again two weeks later oh no i i, I would imagine that you would be out for at least six months mad man yeah, like it, right. it might as well be an acl surgery like i didn't it seems like something it would take forever to come back from i mean you modern got, technology i believe you shout you shout out uh mike greer on yesterday's podcast I, mm-hmm. I, I want that whole group to stay together in san jose i know that when a team finishes towards the bottom of the standings which looks like san jose could like I really want their... What luck. do you think is going to happen to them? Like, they, this is what they were supposed to be. So, right, yeah, right, like right. Nobody's getting fired because of this This season. isn't Columbus. I don't know. I'm not saying that, like, uh, that... I'm not speculating that they would get fired, but, like, that happens all the time where they're like, all right, you got two years to do this, or you got three years to do this, or whatever, and then, like, a year or two early... You, a team gets the first overall pick, and they're like, oh, "Okay, we're going to change everything." But this, but this is like essentially yeah. year one. If of they this fired regime. everyone, a I would be forced to make assumptions, uh, <laughs> and you can imply what those assumptions are. Um, and also, they immediately fall off of the places I want to see Macklin Celebrini go. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's, right. that's clear incompetence. This so is maybe, this is the plan. Yes, maybe I presented it too negatively. I guess the way I'll say it is, I'm very eager and hopeful. That there can be a Macklin Celebrini, David Quinn, Mike Greer brain trust and oh, leadership. That, that, the picture of Mike Greer handing Macklin Celebrini his jersey at the draft is going to be put up on my wall. Wow. I don't really know why, other than the fact that I, I really ride Mike Greer. What was the what was your phrasing before? I would have I would have no choice but to make assumptions. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can uh, you can figure out what that. Implies. I know I know what that meant, but that is oh, my no. favorite <laughs> sentence I've ever heard, and I hope <laughs> yes. that you regularly use that uh, jokingly. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I, I, basically, anytime anything it's bad anytime happens to a black beats player, the sharks, yeah. Mm. <laughs> what, what does this say about you, Colorado Outside Avalanche? Review, what racist. are you saying? <laughs> That call doesn't get made against, I don't literally any other NHL team. Who's the whitest team in the NHL? This is dangerous. But who's oh, the other thirty-one? Yeah, I was gonna say insert any not the not the Kraken. I'll say that the Kraken have a lot of people of color doing things within the organization. Um, I don't know. I, that's like yeah, literally any other the other thirty. I, yeah, it's a thirty-one way tie. <laughs> you wanna? I'm gonna look this I'll up. Get, like I'm just thinking of like. Basically, if you have any player of color, you ought, like Toronto. No, Austin Matthews is Mexican. I mean, what about the Bruins? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's them. It's the Boston Bruins. Uh, I'm trying to look up this stat. I think I could be wrong. I think there's only been one black head coach in NHL history. Is that right? I have no idea. I think possibly. I'd have to look this up. It's a uh, chat. L- look it up. But I, th- <laughs> I think I saw that. Like, did Joel Ward never served as one? Did he? Because I know he's an assistant. Ah. Uh, but I don't know if he ever was like an interim or anything like that. I don't believe so. That's one of those things like this happens at the Oscars sometimes where like Steve Young gets nominated for something and they're like, it's like the first Asian man nominated for uh, like an Oscar or something. And you're like, excuse me? You say Steve. I thought you said Steve Young. Oh, I no. was like, what? I also heard Steve Young. Yeah, and I, I think you may have accidentally like, said Steve No, I said Steve Young. I, I was like, like I didn't Young. realize he was on okay. the, the Sam Howell type Steve beat. Young, and I was like, wait, what a... D- Am, am I no. missing something? <laughs> Steve Young. Uh, no, Bru- Bruins, I would not say, are the whitest team currently. I, yeah. I, I would argue that they are. They are like old white guys. Uh, and they're also just like being in Boston. Monty's hey. just like a, is like a white guy, a bald white guy. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty white. Yeah. Did have... Not to do the like, hey, some of my. <laughs> but in the NHL, you can kind of do that. Not this. to say, not to do like the, hey, some of my most recent star players are black. Uh, <laughs> but like, thing. like Buffalo was eliminated because they have Jordan Greenway, and that's like the bar right now. Right. Okay. So the, I believe I mean, this. Their I, captain is black. I believe the right? chat here is Kyle Ocposo black. Yeah. 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 yeah true. Uh, only one black head coach in the NHL. Yeah. Is uh, Dirk Graham. I know that BR Open Ice put out a thing the other day that was just like these next these assistants should be the next ones to get their first head coaching opportunity, and one of them was was Joel Ward, and then all every they wait 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 was in, was this exclusively about uh, no, no. black? I was gonna say I don't like the the phrasing of like uh like these ones these <laughs> ones. Uh, there was also I'm not I can't remember her name, but there was also like they just interestingly like the first two were like a woman and a black man, and then just all white guys, and that was just like mm. I see what you're doing. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, speaking of things that are white, uh, the Ducks are having offspring night. <laughs> yes. So we're thinking of going to a what Ducks game. by the way. Great job. <laughs> well, we're thinking of going to a Ducks game, and Sean saw a tweet yesterday. He was like, oh, it's uh, offspring night that night. And I was like, wait, like the offspring? It's uh, part of a partnership between the Ducks and the offspring for, I love this so much, uh, the 30th anniversary of the Ducks. And the 30th anniversary of the Offsprings album Smash, to which you think like, oh, it's both their 30th anniversaries. No, Smash is like the Offsprings third album. They'd been like, this is like the Offsprings like 38th anniversary or something. There's really no connection to the anniversary thing. They just kind of shoehorned that in there. Uh, But uh, there is a partnership between the team and the band for this season, Dexter Holland and the boys. The anniversary will include uh, Come Out and Play Night, with the offspring on Friday, February 9th, when the Ducks face off against the Edmonton Oilers. This would be 
we, we'd go to this game if it's the potential record-breaking night. Uh, the special night named after the Offspring's hit and a Duck's favorite pump-up song will include appearances from the Offspring band members, limited edition Brewery X beer cans, and exclusive Offspring X Duck's co-branded merchandise. As part of the special partnership, fans will receive exclusive perks and rewards during Friday night games at Honda Center. Love that. I would buy, the as somebody who owns a Grateful Dead Ducks shirt, I would buy the shit out of some Offspring Ducks merch. Yeah, I I think that, like, anything that is a weird collab just kind of scratches an itch for me. Because in three years, in, two, in six months, we're going to be like, remember when the Ducks did a fucking night with the Offspring and there's weird merch that came out of it? That rules. I mean, I didn't even know who the offspring were. When I first read... That's crazy to me. I Obviously, once we, we, you showed me some of the music and I knew the songs. I, I have no know. choice but to make assumptions, Sean. <laughs> yeah, right. You can make all these things you want. I, I, uh, at first, I thought it was like a... They said like Anaheim, come out and play featuring the offspring. And I'm like, this is a really weird way to say kids night. I was like, I thought it was like when the Ducks had the mini Hunter or the, the Oilers had mini Hunter and it was like next generation night or whatever the hell it was. I thought it was like, I thought they were calling kids the offspring. And I was like, that's so weird. Now I know. So yeah. somebody in the chat Bring notes. your kids that have been conceived at Anaheim Ducks games to uh, to this game. They, they get in for free if they were conceived at Honda Center. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody in the chat notes that it's that, that album's 30th anniversary yeah. this year. Uh, correct. But it's not. Like their first album or their biggest album, it's a popular album from them or whatever. I, I'm just saying, like, it's not. They're kind of shoehorning the reason. Yeah, right. They're do. You know what they're doing? They're doing the Jersey. The Jersey thing. They, yeah, they, they right. wanted yeah. to have the Offspring, and they figured just out a reason. Just wanted to hang out the Offspring for a night and make some cool merch. Like Orange that's, County Band. That's all you got to do. That's fine. Yeah, I. I hope though that actually like the merch is specific to the album Smash. That would be even better. Just super specific right. Anaheim Ducks, Disney stuff. And then uh, a lot of people saying like, hey, I didn't know what the offspring are. Obviously, if you're of a certain age, I'm not the type to judge for, you don't know this band or whatever. But folks, you definitely know offspring songs. Yeah, like I said, big. you will know if you play some of their music, you will definitely have heard the song. Pretty before. Fly for a White Guy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what are some team slash band partnerships you want do you have any? Uh, definitely not the Sharks and Metallica because they hit that well up so often. But that's kind of why I like the Ducks and the Offspring because I didn't know that the Offspring were like super OC. I didn't realize that they like were kind of quote unquote in bed with the Ducks. Uh, so like I like these these sort of random partnerships. I don't have any off the top of my head. That like because if they are off the top of my head, I kind of don't want them. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm well, saying? I have a couple that are based in a very specific set of knowledge. A, like I mentioned off air, Jimmy Eat World and the Arizona Coyotes. They're a, a Phoenix-based band, and they are sports guys. A, and then the Goo Goo Dolls and the Buffalo Sabers. I did know that uh, one because they're from Buffalo, mm -hmm. and also like R.I.P. But the Tragically Hip and basically any Canadian hockey team or the Buffalo Sabers because they're also. I'd say. Uh, I didn't participate in the tragically hip. I was stuff, never a tragically hip guy. But I love does. how much I feel this way about baseball nerds with Cooperstown. I love how much 
Canadian people love the tragically hip. I like gonna, I, I love you your say, love. I celebrate yeah. your celebration kind of thing. I thought even you were, though like the tragically hip didn't mean anything to me. I thought you were gonna say I, I love that with like baseball fans and Bruce Springsteen. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I was honestly I was kind of scared off of Bruce Springsteen because I found that thing so crazy and daunting, and then I just ignored it. Went to a Springsteen concert, fucking. Had the best time of my life. Loved it. What was I doing all those years? I typically get annoyed when Canadians latch on to the, like, the, they're Canadian. Like, they they belong to us. Like, and they're so, so proud of the Canadian thing. But, like, the tragically hip thing actually does make me feel like you should be proud of You know of who does that? And it'll lead to this next collab that I want. Uh, Armenians do that. Huge. They'll be like, and I can say this as an Armenian. Uh, they'll be like, oh, do you know that this person has the smallest connection to Armenia? They're good in my book. So I want the Kings and System of a Down to do some sort of partnership, if they haven't already, because they always, even when the Kings weren't good, System of a Down was always like riding for the Kings and wearing Kings stuff. Those, uh, you remember the the purple and black jerseys they had with yeah, the, it almost yeah. looked like Aztec kind of stuff. It was like the it was like essentially a crest. Yeah, with like and the had the sticks. sticks and, yeah. yeah, so those jerseys sucked. By the way, that era of the Kings so bad. System of a Down was all over that. Yep. So I'd like that. Um, I mean, I'm fully ready for the San Jose Sharks to lean into being the blackest team in hockey and just have like E40 out there. Oh, <laughs> just shit. like the lean full in Bay Area, just be black as shit. I'm that here would, for it. That would be amazing. I also love the idea of just like some, some nice little family being like, ah, oh, let's go to a hockey game. And all of a sudden, like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's too love short. That. I know that's too short, but still. Um, you know, here's the thing, though. Like, I don't think of going to a hockey game as like a some nice little family thing. Like, if you're at a hockey game, mm, this is going to be dangerous. Like, when I go to a hockey game and I buy hockey tickets, I'm spending so much money on them. I'm an asshole. Like, or like I'm acting like a rich asshole. I, I just like, I'm in of the belief that if you buy tickets to a sporting event and you bring your kids and you see some shit that you like necessarily didn't bargain for, that's the inherent risk. Yeah. Because it, it, sports it, get crazy. They, they're unpredictable. Emotions are wild. It's kind of, it you, depends. And, if, and, and if like you're bringing your kids to a sporting event, you're kind of like, you're what, asking for you're a paving bit. the way for them to be a sports fan, and that's part of being. Do you a remember the fan. thing though? This, like, I, I remember stayed off Twitter for this because I was like, I'm gonna be called a boomer or I'm gonna be called whatever. But there was somebody at a hockey game. They were like on the glass in the front row, standing up, dancing the whole game, like twerking the whole, like shaking that ass oh, yeah, for yeah, Drake, yeah, yeah, yeah. doing the whole thing. Yeah. And there was this all this discourse of like. How like don't tell her to sit down. Don't tell her blah blah. blah. And I was like, if but you're in the second row, well that's and, like that's, there's a difference. There's a face. difference between being like a sports fan and swearing and shit, and then just being an asshole. Right. right. So like that's like, that not part of the being an asshole. Yeah. That's not part of the handbook. Right. That's like that's uh that's kind of like an outlying behavior. But if someone's her. like, fuck you, ref, you suck, and you're like, please don't swear next to my kid, then you're then the parent's the asshole because you brought them to a sporting event. And that's yeah. Like, like, unless you're like, like if I'm at a sporting event and I know there's kids around me, I'm going to try to be like not a dick, but I'm also there for the hockey. Game. Right. If something loved, happens, uh, I'm going to get upset. I'm not going to allow like you wanting to protect your kid from allowing me to have 
like my my best time. Yeah. And, and that's not like I'm going to go out of my way to be an asshole, but I'm going to enjoy it in the way that I want to enjoy yeah. it. I enjoyed at the Sabres Bruins game when Sean was wearing his Hashik jersey. There was a woman next to me wearing a Sabres jersey. And uh, you guys were cheering when the Sabres scored. And the guy behind us was like, hey, are you guys from Buffalo? Because like then it's then it's okay. And uh, the woman was like, nobody would be wearing a Sabres jersey if they like, <laughs> like we would not be choosing to root for the Sabres. I can fucking promise you um, we are stuck with this. Speaking of collabs that would make parents be like, what the hell is this now? The Nashville Predators and Diarrhea Planet. I that's a good one. Diarrhea Planet too is like has strong hockey Twitter connections, and they absolutely rule. They have great merch. Uh, they put on an incredible show. So Diarrhea Planet playing like a Nashville Predators game. I've wanted the Predators to use a, a Diarrhea Planet song for their goal song for so long. They are a Nashville through and through band, and with the hockey Twitter ties, it just makes too much sense. I can't believe the Preds haven't done anything with it. You know who would fuck up the old people that would get them real pissed is St. Louis Natives 100 Gex. Oh, my God. Them and the Blues. Blues fans would lose their mind. Holy shit. They all want to do, like, Gloria, Laura Brannigan (laughs) shit, and it's like, Hyper pop motherfuckers. Crazy. And whatever the And NHL like 100 Gex has ties to the They're hockey the world NHL too 24. with the NHL soundtrack. That's right. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So 100 Gex strikes me as extremely hot. Like, I think 100 Gex is the closest thing to Ween today's <laughs> world has. And they're like indirectly hockey-ish. 100 Gex strikes me as very hockey. They see they They strike me as very new age hockey. Like, yes, right. Right, like, but like, like they don't like fighting like the NHL video game yeah. that demographic. They like, like the yeah. Michigan, they don't like fighting. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, I feel like they're part of they're like me. I love fighting. They right. just they're they're embracing the chaos of hockey. Okay, right. here are three that I really want. Uh Canadians doing Celine Dion night oh, would be yes. insane. <laughs> yeah. Injected. I would spend the Is she probably, Montreal? I mean, she's probably. Okay. Uh, uh, I would spend the like three thousand dollars for whatever. Like the the get in for that game would probably be like three thousand dollars. But if you told me that waiting on my seat was a sick ass Canadians fucking Celine Dion shirt XL for everybody, I am all over that. That would rule. Uh, I really want the Red Wings to have. I mean, Red Wings. You got to think. Tons of options. Eminem. Mm-hmm. Don't want a Kid Rock night. Make it weird and just do like Big Sean night. So I want Smokey Robinson night because Smokey is a legend. His old ass is getting dumb. And I would love for them to bring Smokey Robinson out to center ice for like, you guys know like the Chinooka video? Mm. Oh my God. Sean, have you seen that? I don't know what that is. I don't know. Somebody ordered a Smokey Robinson cameo for Hanukkah for somebody. Oh, and Smokey Robinson did not know what Hanukkah was, (laughs) struggled mightily to say it. And he was like, hello. Let's say it was for Sean. He was like, Hey, Sean, uh, happy Chinooka. I don't know what that is. The Hanukkah spelling with the CH. And he was just like, I've never seen this before. Aware of that. It was spelled that way. Sometimes. I mean, I love 
Again, like I, if you give me a Smokey Robinson Red Wings shirt, oh my god! Give me a uh, a Detroit and Detroiters night. Oh, I mean Tim Robinson night yeah. would be oh, amazing. And it's probably passed because they're too big now. But no, like, they go to the, the Lions. No, no, no. I'm saying like if the Lions did, I'm saying the Lions are too big, too and like too relevant to have like Tim Robinson T-shirts on the seats. It's just a little too grab assy, but that would be amazing. Number one, though, for me, the number one collaboration, and I'm not doing this as a homer, there is a crazy lack of Boston Bruins Aerosmith synergy. How the fuck is there not an Aerosmith night every year? I don't even, I feel like Aero- and I love I feel like Aerosmith doesn't really like get the Boston tie anymore. I don't. Why? I don't know. Why aren't they doing Patriots games? Why aren't they doing Red Sox? I mean, I know why Red Sox. They cost too much money for the Red Sox. But I wouldn't be surprised if Steven Tyler just had no interest in doing that stuff uh, oh, anymore. I was going to say, isn't Steven Tyler kind of uh, not really a good person? Oh, he might not be super duper in favor. Yeah, I don't think he's necessarily. I don't think a lot of people are trying to associate with Steven Tyler right now. Is A, not for Aerosmith, but possibly allegations? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. That's, I mean, I've heard... Fine, get Joe Perry out there, man. <laughs> when, I was, uh, when I was in high school, I worked at a the front desk of a gym that also had like a really nice massage uh, section. You told me this. And once a week, Steven Tyler would come and get like a 90-minute massage, would check in at the front desk, and he would always take a limousine to the gym... And take a limousine, get out. That's the most rock star shit ever. It really is. (laughs) Smart, your your car doesn't smell like sweat. Because even if you shower at the gym, after your car's still... He's not working out. He's literally just going and getting a massage and then leaving. Love that. And he like dressed like a rock star, showed up in the limousine. The Bruins need him. My my thing is, is if you're paying to have a limo take you to somewhere to get a massage, just pay a masseuse to come to your house. Maybe that's that's, that's yeah, crazy kind of, kind of wild. That's a crazy but, move. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to get his steps in. I just walking walk around your house. Uh, last thing we uh, we saw that Kristen Jishik has secured an NFL licensing deal. Uh, she, if you do not know, has gained more than eight hundred thousand Instagram followers over the last two weeks. She made the Travis Kelsey jacket for Taylor Swift. She made the Aiden Hutchinson jacket for Taylor Lautner. Basically, anyone, everyone who's anyone is getting cool-ass jackets made by Kristen Jishik, who is way cooler than her. Juszczyk. Juszczyk? I was yeah, going to say, yeah, his, like, uh, that doesn't sound the, right. The I'm San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, Juszczyk. I'm sorry. I was reading it like uh, Jishik, who is the like Czech Santa Claus. That's my That's my bad. Oh, I feel like that. That's like, Krampus. No, Jishik. <laughs> Krampus okay. is... No, German. I was just fucking with you. David Krejci told me about him one time. He sounds rad. The Czech Santa Claus? Egyptian. Dude, yeah. the Does further east like you a... get in Europe, the crazier Santa Claus is. Yo, it's really? like a lot of shit with like yeah. candies no and like and like, and like fucking socks and and then sometimes like eating children. What? Yeah, no. Are you sure that's not Krampus? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like okay. you, you get like the Christmas traditions in some parts of Europe are pretty fucking crazy. Well, I want to hear like fucked up variations of Santa Claus. I, that's that would be a great study. Well, this Christian use uh, check thing has been universally, I think, accepted. No one's like, oh, stupid. Je- oh, now football's more about jackets. Those are the coolest jackets I've ever seen in my life. 
They all look amazing. You showed me that now more and more people, and I, I know that she didn't invent this sort of thing, but it's becoming popular on TikTok for people to make them. Somebody made a Sidney Crosby puffer jacket that is absolutely incredible. Sean, do you have that? The Yeah. I, so I wasn't like super, super crazy about the Travis Kelsey one and even like the Aiden Hutchinson one, but this Sidney Crosby one is the hottest thing I've ever seen. And it comes from... A uh, a person on on TikTok, uh, I believe her name is Ryan E. Platt mm. or Ryan Aplat. I don't know, but sorry if Nepo I'm, baby <laughs> Ben Platt. That's <laughs> right. But uh, has a bunch <laughs> of videos of the making of this jacket from an actual jersey, and it's fascinating. It looks incredible. I would absolutely buy the hell out of any of those jackets. At Somebody in the Ryan E. Platt. Uh, yeah. okay. Somebody in the chat said DJ Red use check like Chanuka. <laughs> I'm on my Smokey Robinson shit. Uh, that would be great. If we ever mispronounce something from now on, be like, sorry, it's not my fault. Smokey Robinson told me how to <laughs> say it. I smoked it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I smoked it. Who would you get for one of those puffer jackets? Uh, probably at this point, recency bias, maybe Nathan McKinnon. Like I am on my Nathan McKinnon shit this year. I've been on my Nathan McKinnon shit for years, but I it really does feel like the golden age of Nathan McKinnon right now. I just the Avalanche jersey isn't amazing for it. I, the first thing that jumped to mind was you need one for Zach Hyman because that the Oilers jersey as a puffer jacket would look amazing. So that's like the blue, like the mm -hmm. the, the normal. Blue you need vibrant colors, I think, for the puffer jacket. But like that as a Hyman jersey, maybe that could be your Stuart Skinner jersey. Yeah, I mean, the Stuart Skinner jersey is happening at some point, by the way. As I try to budget stuff for the upcoming Pro Shop Wars we're going to do, we're in so much financial trouble. Uh, we, we can't ask you for money because we don't have a Patreon or anything. I guess you just say subscribe everywhere you can so other people can give us money so we can afford the crazy amount of jerseys and shit that we're getting. I, I had an idea that next year we should do a, uh, we should do a nude calendar for, yes. for the holiday season in which we are trying to fund us getting clothes. Yeah. So we're, we're fully nude for the, the Christmas calendar. We'll sell those and that'll build up our clothes fund for the 2025 calendar year. And then we can just buy all the jerseys I from mean, the proceeds. Not to get too uh, in the weeds, but I don't know much about OnlyFans. I know that there was a period where maybe people were judging it. Uh, I never did because I don't judge that sort of thing. Uh, what if we just did an OnlyFans? There's, and that way we're getting those monthly hits. There's plenty of people who like that. But the purpose of OnlyFans originally was never supposed to be porn. They wanted it to be content creation stuff like this. It's yeah. like most things with the internet that it just yeah. <laughs> eventually became sex or this, porn. But porn? Also, yeah. I don't want to get off this conversation. I just have crazy Santa information that I looked up and have been reminded of. Okay. Uh, are you at all aware with what happens in Christmas or at Christmas in the Netherlands? No. Oh, boy. Uh, so they have uh, Sinterklaas, who apparently is like a Santa-type figure who comes from Spain for some reason okay. and brings gifts. Uh, he has a sidekick. Oh, boy. Um, not a good sign. No, it's not. His name is Black Peter. What? Yo, time out. <laughs> Nickname tomorrow. <laughs>
<laughs> yes. Um, uh, he has an official Tune name in the in first Dutch. 15 seconds of tomorrow's episode where if you don't have context, oh my you will God. be offended. Yeah, he has an actual... He up in black name. An actual Dutch nickname. But that's the thing. Uh, there's not a whole lot of black people, naturally, in the Netherlands. So it involves a white person, black face, head to toe, walking around. The point of Black Peter is... He's like the anti-Santa, so Santa comes around and brings gifts to the good kids. If you've been naughty, Black Peter grabs you up and stuffs him, stuffs you in his sack. Um, he Kidnapping? Carries, yeah. No, he kidnaps the bad kids. So I don't know why. I was kind of rooting. For, I was hoping you were going to be like, and if you're naughty, Black Peter kicks Kidnapped. your ass. He, <laughs> he kidnaps you. Oh, my God. He just steals well, children. At least. So here's the thing. At least the the character in Blackface, who's like the... The sidekick here Pete, is doing Pete. bad things. Like I think it would be uh, is it, that like kidnapping children? Well, yeah, but I mean the implication there is we're gonna put this white person in blackface and the black person gets to do the bad. Right, side. right, right. I think yes. It's uh yeah, fair point. Okay. I, I get what you're saying, but like, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think that's the way they were trying to go about it. I just don't want them to paint this person in a positive light. You're yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Because if they made like, Santa a best, white person in blackface, then it's like glorifying blackface. Yeah, I get right. what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like it's like it's like Tony Soprano where like you want him to be like People are like, I don't, I don't really know if I can root for him. It's like you're not supposed to. Bad He's guy. a bad yeah, guy. No, no, no. I get what you're, yeah, I get where you're coming from, but I don't think that's there. Also, why does their Santa come from Spain? Like that's the, that's like to, to, to the Dutch, they're like, Spain is cool as shit. I guess that's as far as they can get. Like <laughs> well, he travels, he travels like two hours by train. Well, then in America, we should be like, and Santa Claus, you know where Santa Claus lives? The North Pole. No, he lives in Disney World. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, he lives in North Pole, Indiana. Yeah. It would be very funny if there was like a restriction on how far away like your country Santa can live. Like so it's like he can only he live to get there by train a maximum of 100 miles away <laughs> i'm telling you been meaning to do this but at the end of every week we need to take the mike felger clip of after they're done grab assing to the about ra- stupid stuff do they talk about hockey and then cut to the most grab assy yes. thing we did we have to cut to sean telling us about black peter <laughs> yes. i mean i really do believe we didn't do it last week i want to start doing this week and grab ass or like this week, you said this week in hockey. I feel like this week in grab ass is better, but we can discuss it. Oh this yeah, I gr- did. Yeah, I did pitch it as this week in hockey. Yeah, dude. Yeah. There's just the Europe is fucked. <laughs> Spain, Spain has a, a a a person called the Man of Noses, and I'm going to read this for verbatim. Uh, the Man of Noses who grows a new nose on his face each day of the year. However, he only leaves his home on January 1st, the only day of the year when he has a single nose, making him hard to identify. So, I mean... Spain, what the fuck? You said the man who keeps growing noses. I was Drewski. (laughs) (laughs) But you can only leave on January 1st because that's the only day you have a single nose. That's... What the fuck is that? What is that? That is so stupid. (laughs) That's the dumbest shit ever. That, That dude must love cocaine, though. Imagine, oh imagine having like six noses and just sucking. That I would shit dedicate up. one to just that. Like you got to use them for different things at that point. That's the, like I wish I had more hands so I could give it more thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had more noses so I don't know, like cocaine and stuff, probably. Okay, well, this has been what chaos across. We never shout out all city after an episode like this. We should uh, all city. The people responsible the, for this. All city network. Thank you, all city, for. 
writing this show for keeping Sean uh, fed with the uh, the stats. They were just sending him tons of copy. Make sure yeah, you Yeah, no, mentioned- this was Brandon Spano specifically feeding me. Yeah. Tell them about Black, Black Peter. Peter, he said. <laughs> there was an internal memo sent out. It must be discussed. A Slack message. Must be read verbatim. <laughs> like an Call to action. <laughs> yeah. Black Peter. All right, you goofballs. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.